Welcome to CII Podcasts. Welcome to this session with Dr. Munjal on managing to excel in a competitive world. Dr. Munjal needs no introduction being one of India's leading names in the business environment and the business world. His name is synonymous with the company that created that iconic ride the Hero 2 wheeler. He's the chairman and the CEO of Hero Motor Corp. The foundation stone of this business for those of you who don't know was laid by his father Titan legend gentleman extraordinary Dr. Bridgemon Lal Munjal one of Indi- independent India's finest and most inspirational stalwarts and it's very important for me to say finest and inspirational because at CII what CII does with elan with panache and with remarkable ease is it highlights those success stories as well as those who are upcoming to create that inspirational platform so that people recognize how brilliantly india is now doing and how india is poised to be future ready pavan follows very closely in the uh, footsteps of his illustrious father taking the company to newer heights under his leadership india is now the largest manufacturer of two wheelers taking the world by storm and he exports to many markets hero has been number 1 since 2001 and it is creditable that the leadership position has now been retained for over two decades very few brands very few companies are able to sustain this level of leadership over such a long span of time and kudos to dr munjal and his fine team this attests more to the continuous innovation of the company as also they are to the ground as far as customer centricity is concerned pavan is a been a strong proponent of world class manufacturing driven by r&d and design the hero centers one in jaipur india and munich germany are examples of cutting edge technology development of this sector but besides transforming the mobility landscape and living up to the company's vision of being the future of mobility i think what makes pavan very interesting is his wide array of interests he's an advocate of sustainable practices in business but more importantly pavan single-handedly has done more for sport in india than any other human being i can imagine sports that were languishing sports that didn't exist or sports that didn't find a home pavan gave them all in fact he has taken the lead in nurturing and building many disciplines such as golf and hockey he strongly believes in inclusion this comes out in the team spirit built through the sports engagement pavan has had a long association with cii at both the national regional and obviously state levels he was the regional chairman of the cii for its northern region from 1996 to 97 he has led cii on many fronts and through his presence in the cii top organizational body he's provided valuable guidance to cities to cii's initiatives today is interesting because the one thing that you must also know about pavan is he's painfully shy he's very introvertish when it comes to talking about himself or his achievements like most people at the top are but today we have the opportunity to hear his views and perspectives on a much sought after topic 
how to manage excellence in an evolving world where competitiveness is a key growth driver and this is important how do you manage excellence when the world around you continues to evolve and competitiveness takes on a role that you never imagined before i will first request pavan to share his journey as a visionary industry leader and builder of a company that has produced now more than 100 million motorcycles and two wheelers what were the economic conditions when you took charge of the company and how did you leverage them to attain peak performance hero motorcorp has a direct connect with its customers and its brand image is high as the preferred option for motorbikes what's been the story of your success in marketing and as a consumer durable that lasts for so many years how do you see the two wheeler industry calibrating to meet emerging needs the company has two technology and design centers as i mentioned both in jaipur and in munich what is the role of technology in the manufacturing scenario and would you like to also as we go along elaborate on some of the best practices that have helped hero stay on top of its game but most importantly how do you see india shaping up how do you see the indian economy shape how do you see the indian consumer evolve and within that how do you see india sit at the top table in the world both economically and in terms of innovation so i will now pass it on to pavan and uh, we will then move the session as we go along pavan munjal please thank you very much suhail for that very kind introduction you make me humble my heartfelt namaskar to everyone we are indeed privileged to be here today there could be no better time than now for us to lead our businesses efficiently responsibly and sustainably to enhance the economy of our india and being future ready to meet this objective we have the collective responsibility to prioritize and enable creation of more jobs skilling of youth india's prowess in manufacturing leadership in the areas of technology sustainability diversity and inclusion amongst other factors so sohail once again thank you for those kind words and i have to thank cii for inviting me and i look forward to sharing my journey my perspectives and insights with you all today so let me begin with the beginning when did this all start how did it all start how did you then get on into the company and you know you filled and you filled very very large shoes you know the shoes of a man who changed the imprint of manufacturing in india a person who held various positions both of leadership and of respect that we couldn't have imagined so tell us about how it all began so here you already made that mention and hero was founded by my beloved father and his brothers my father as you already said 
the ideas man and a visionary chairman emeritus dr brijmohan lal munjal and this was done in the early 50s <coughs> starting out <coughs> selling was trading in bicycle parts then going on to manufacturing those parts and eventually manufacturing complete bicycles which then i continued with motorized two wheelers in the early 80s since then hero has been one of the earliest pioneers of make in india as well when i joined the hero group in late 70s my father was already an iconic figure in the indian industry and globally too and yes you are so right it was such a tall task to live up to his achievements in setting up of the group the indian economy at that point in time was just beginning to open up with steps to increase industrial production while licenses were still required the permission to expand became more readily available during this time buying a two wheeler took months of planning and waiting years until you were allotted one in fact there were very few companies and even fewer options in the two wheeler industry in 1984 we commenced our joint venture with honda motor company a partnership that lasted 28 years my god this in bringing in new management practices enhanced and new processes and technologies it was <clears throat> a very productive partnership and succeeded in making the brand one of the more preferred ones in the country in those early years however our vision was to create an indian organization that will compete not only within india but globally with indigenously developed products which are technologically superior and of the highest of quality this vision eventually led to an amicable separation from honda and that is when the story of hero motocorp began which is the brand hero which was earlier known as brand hero honda for over two decades hero has been addressing the world markets now our achievements have been only made possible due to the commitment of my heroes that is all our employees our dealers supply chain partners global distributors shareholders my colleagues and our 100 million plus customers from across 44 countries across the globe who have reposed their trust and faith in the brand hero i'm truly delighted and humbled to share that in january 21 hero motocorp surpassed the milestone of 100 million units in cumulative production and sales retaining this leadership position now as you said for over two decades actually 21 consecutive years this achievement 
is not just our achievement. This truly reflects India's overall manufacturing drive. And in my perspective, also an achievement of every single Indian. Our journey, especially in the decade gone by, has been quite progressive and transformational. From three manufacturing facilities, when we separated with Honda, we now have eight world-class manufacturing facilities, six here in India and one each in Colombia and Bangladesh. Additionally, assembly lines in several partner distributors in various countries. From selling <coughs> a power primarily in four countries then, today, our global footprint spans across 42 markets in Asia, Africa, Central and South America, and the Middle East, with brand presence in several more countries. We started with a small R&D facility in our Dharwada factory, the first factory today, as you already said, we have two world-class R&D, and actually an entire ecosystem with state-of-art facilities in Jaipur in India and in Germany. Of course, beyond that, we do have tie-ups and arrangements, engineering arrangements with various, various engineering facilities in Spain, Italy, Thailand. Our workforce comprised mostly of people of Indian origin then. Today, our talent pool comprises nearly a dozen nationalities from around the world with a strong focus and conscious effort on diversity and inclusion. Participating in international motorsports was a distant dream for us. Today, the Hero Motorsports Team Rally is the flag bearer of Indian <coughs> motorsports with race wins and podium finishes at several global rallies. We were present only in inter internal combustion engine motorcycles and scooters today. In keeping with our vision, be the future of mobility, we have partnered now with global brands like Harley-Davidson and Gogoro Inc. of Taiwan to develop future-ready and technology-driven mobility solutions. We've also supported Aether Energy, a startup that is doing extremely well in the EV space today. More recently, in March 22, I unveiled in Dubai the brand Vida, powered by Hero, a brand new identity for emerging mobility solutions from Hero, including our upcoming electric vehicles. Needless to say, this has been a very productive journey and personally, a very enriching and satisfying journey. Obviously, when you took over, it's been 21 years at the top. When the company began, it had humble origins, but it had a zeal, it had a fire in its belly. India has also changed. India has changed for the better. I genuinely believe that this government has done more for the ease of business for industry than most. We are seeing a revival in the economy like we never imagined post-COVID. So, what were the economic conditions when you took on the charge of the company? How did you leverage those challenges to attain today's peak performance? And you know, in many ways, if I come to think of it, Pavan, Hero's journey is pretty identical to India's journey. 
what is india's journey i could sum it up in simple ways india's journey was everyone rose to a challenge pre freedom everyone overcame the challenges of colonialism post freedom we battled with several things but the indian people prevailed covid hit the world i think our prime minister and our people behaved impeccably and did a superb job and i think india's resilience both economically and as people continues to shine so in many ways you have mirrored the journey that india has made what are your views on that it's interesting suhail that you asked me this question <clears throat> you're right our journey at hero exemplifies the journey of india i was recently interacting with a young group of management trainees about my being the first employee of hero and our main action points which i what like what was your share. salary what was your salary then my salary would have been the same that an intern would get superb superb I'm on the numbers here <laughs> yeah so let me talk about these uh, inflection points at hero we have had three clear inflection points in our history and interestingly they do overlap with the history of the indian economy they are spread over almost a decade they're a decade apart all these three and tell an interesting story of evolution of both india and that of hero the first inflection point was in the late 90s and early 2000s when we began to firmly establish ourselves as the leader of the industry in india the country was beginning to understand its potential and was on a growth trajectory the emerging middle class was beginning to boom and various mm -hmm. brands were attempting to compete with each other to reach out to this growing section of the market as a young cycle brand then we were able to seize the opportunity and turn the domestic two wheeler market dominated by an era of scooters to one dominated by motorcycles since in those days we were only manufacturing motorcycles the second inflection point was 2010 2011 our decision to amicably separate from our global partner honda did come as a surprise to many because it went against the conventional wisdom mm. any other promoter would have sold out to the bigger partner the global yeah. partner and made a lot of money sat back at home invest money this <laughs> is and do what they had to do my vision for the company at that point was very clear a vision to create an indian organization that will compete globally mm. with industrially developed products which are technologically superior and turn hero to a true blue indian automotive mnc it was around this time when india too was beginning to flex its muscle in the global geopolitics a decade since then i believe i have been vindicated in my stance in my belief and what i wanted to do the third inflection point has to be here and now as india along mm. with the rest of the world is going through a disruption we know that the existing socio economic status quo 
and the old way of doing things are changing. We are once again revolutionizing our thought process, our business models, operations and practices. It's been great to see India's transformation over the years to becoming the fastest growing economy it is today. I believe that there is much more we can achieve as a nation, building on the strengths of our global leadership, skilled resources, technological capability and leadership in sustainability solutions. You know, what is interesting, Pavan, is that Hero has always had a very direct connect with customers. It's almost as if you guys have been able to read customer pulse better than most people. You remember, fill it, uh, shut it, forget it. I mean, it was iconic. It, it, it kind of, you know, pulsated within every human being because everyone was at that time worried about then when you parted, as you said, amicably with Honda, the whole campaign became, you know, went around him some hero. How have you thought about customer centricity with such great consistency right through the years? And what is your personal belief in the role that marketing has played at Hero? Suhail, so in short, our mantra for our success is being a consistent, committed, and focused customer-centric organization. Yeah. We place our customer at the heart of our business, at the center of whatever we do in the organization sits our customers. We cater to the customer's requirements, carefully viewing their asks related to the product, its features, and design, whether it's power, fuel efficiency, or acceleration, price competitiveness is very, very important. And of course, in today's times, there is so much more that the customer wants, and there's so much more that we are giving to our consumers <clears throat> in terms of the connected part of the, the vehicles now. You can do anything and everything from your own phones with the products. Our Indian customer is very discerning now and also price conscious, especially in the entry level and the middle level. Motorcycle is an aspirational product for middle and lower income groups who plan for years to purchase it eventually. At the same time, it is important to meet the changing and evolving expectation and drive new product developments. Our product development teams are continuously working on new models, which enables us to keep the brand contemporary and relevant. Our R&D centers have over a thousand professionals working to understand the consumer requirements and then to design and provide products which are state of the art as well as value for money. For us, it is very important to provide a range of options to our customers at different price points and in different segments of the market. The balance between such features as price and mileage is different for different target groups. Manufacturing companies like us that have a direct connect with customers are required to constantly innovate while keeping in mind future aspirations. For example, Today, customers are increasingly conscious of their carbon footprint and we must 
think two to five years into the future to envision what would be required in order to designing now. Recycling of our products and resources is another question which is being asked frequently. And you mentioned it a couple of times on focus on sustainability and the amount of work that we have been doing around sustainability. We are getting the entire value chain to work with us towards net zero. We, of course, also would like our customers to get attuned to that. In many parts of the world today, the customers are looking at products and companies and brands which are yeah. working. In fact, it's it's interesting you mentioned that, in a, and I said in my introduction to you that I've always seen in Hero a very conscious and conscience-driven organization. When I say conscious, all the hardware comes into it, you know, innovation, customer insights, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Conscience is the way both your legendary father, who I had the privilege of knowing, and you have conducted affairs. I mean, I always used to tell your father that he reminded me of Rusi Modi. Why? Because of his, of the, the large embrace of his heart and the compassion in his belief. But I want to quickly, no pun intended, switch gears and ask, motorcycles, scooters are consumer durables that last for years. Okay, they, they don't like, you use them today and you know, you drop it off tomorrow. How do you see the two-wheeler industry calibrating or recalibrating to emerging consumer needs? You see, consumer needs are evolving. Today, Tesla's market cap is more than the total of all other auto companies. I mean, maybe a blip, whatever. So I'm saying, how do you view those challenges sitting from where you are? So here the industry I represent, the two-wheeler industry, has played an integral role in the lives of a large strata of the population. Also, more importantly, the rural population Correct. has been and still is linked to the livelihoods of people. However, the penetration of markets is relatively low in India as compared to especially Southeast Asia and many other countries. The company's performance is indicative of the rewards bestowed on us by our customers. The two-wheeler industry is a highly competitive and efficient industry today. China, as a manufacturer of two-wheelers, has been successful the world over. However, they have not gained as much popularity here in India, maybe because of the quality issues. The domestic two-wheeler industry has appealed to customers with their performance, affordable price range. Very importantly, the after sales, the service, yeah. availability of parts, and now there are new a lot of new services which are available to the customers. And a company like us, like ours, has a huge network across the nation, touch points everywhere in the country, going to the smallest, smallest of the towns and even big villages. The bigger players have built manufacturing capabilities by bringing together manual labor and automation. It's a very, very good mix of automation and workforce. In my view, the two-wheeler segment is ingrained and is an essential part in the life of its Indian customers. 
you know we talked about jaipur and munich earlier you i know that you've been stitching up arrangements alliances partnerships with people i also know that technology excites you like it excites very few people <clears throat> now you've got these two design centers you know the world as we said earlier is evolving what do you think and what do you envisage the role of technology to be in the current manufacturing scenario in india and doesn't need to be the two wheeler manufacturing i'm saying what do you feel is the technology intervention in manufacturing in india because we then have to then discuss how we are future ready let me start by saying sohail that i firmly believe in this is about hero what got us here won't get us there superb so my team my team and i we are constantly in dialogue to continue building value for all our stakeholders now how do we do that we all have witnessed and experienced the transformational role that technology has played in the post pandemic world yeah. even for a sector like the auto sector our customers want to have vehicles that are connected i talked about the connected vehicles today the vehicles of tomorrow will not just take you from point a to point b in a sustainable manner they will also be smart intuitive and intelligent for many in particular of for, this is for our industry technology will completely alter the way we do business going forward we are designing new visual identities for our dealership and not just not just visual identity but how the dealership will function inside digitization the connected stuff and convenience for our customers when they come inside the showroom the touch and feel component the preference of virtual test drives will become a priority of many consumers our whole ecosystem beginning with the way consumers buy products to the entire value chain has been altered by technology and digital enablers digitalization is no longer a nice to have it has become a must have to maintain a competitive edge for any manufacturing company the essential driving forces are going to be technology and quality technology keeps the company relevant in times of change and how are the times changing so there is no alternative for any enterprise that wants to gain or retain its market leadership to continue to invest in technology this is no longer limited to large companies it is becoming a way of life and a way of business life for msmes as well so after all they are the ones who are feeding us yeah stress enough on quality <clears throat> as a big differentiator today what makes us an indian manufacturing company that has done well in other countries as well is the fact that we are able to deliver quality and reliable products our products stand shoulder to shoulder with products from japan from the west from everywhere maintenance and repair services offered as a follow up to the first sale is equally important as a differentiator customers look for products that are stable reliable and durable and indian manufacturers have proven to deliver these at affordable price points hey pavan 
you know, I look at companies <clears throat> from a prism of branding and marketing. But sometimes branding and marketing is such a small microcosm, literally in that whole thing. How would you think and why don't you elaborate on some of the best practices that you believe have helped Hero not only stay the course, but stay ahead and not only stay ahead, but stay at the top. Right. So you know, the building blocks of our competitive advantage are trust, reliability, customer loyalty, cutting edge innovation, best in class quality and the scale that we have, whether it's manufacturing or selling. And these will remain strong fuel for our future growth as well. Additionally, and I keep stressing on this, sustainability is key to the way we do our business going forward. For many years, Eurobotocorp has been a flag bearer of green operations through our facilities and products. We've taken the initiative to inculcate the same practices in our large number of business partners, whether they are our supply partners or our dealer partners. Mm. Sustainability efforts led us to the prestigious Dow Jones Global Sustainability Index, the only two-wheeler company and one of the only 11 Indian companies to figure in this coveted list. Sustainability along with care for the environment our planet and supporting the communities will continue to be our top priority and key business goal. Unlike in the yesteryears, our practices in the area of sustainability have transformed the way we feel inside our factories. Continuing on these lines, we aim to make our operations 100% carbon neutral by 2030. 500% water positive by 2025, 100% waste neutral by 2025. Six out of our eight facilities are already zero waste to landfill certified. In 2021, we cut down on carbon emissions by reducing our power usage by 5%. Along with this, We've also achieved water positivity of 330% and enhanced our solar footprint by 30%. More recently, you would remember that I announced a US $100, $100 million global sustainability fund to establish global partnerships with the objective of nurturing more than 10,000 entrepreneurs on ESG solutions that will have a positive impact on the planet. So fostering a workplace of diversity and inclusion is one of our primary principles. We adhere to this by promoting gender diversity at workplace to designing products for women. I am extremely pleased to share that today we have over 2000 women team members across all our location and that in factories, a quantum leap over the past two years when we had less than 600 women employees. Yeah. Actually, close to 30% of our board membership today is represented by women leaders. We were also felicitated by Economic Time as the best workplace for women in 2021. 
we are a global enterprise with people from, as I said, over a dozen countries now working in the company. And this includes people from India, Spain, US, UK, Italy, Bangladesh, Colombia, Germany, Austria, Japan, and France. So we are truly a global, Indian global MNC. On aspect of safety, we prioritize safety and well-being of our entire ecosystem, our employees, their families, our large dealer network, and most importantly, communities around our operational areas. Mm. We put in place various safety protocols and healthcare programs. Our vaccination drive has been very, very robust. And going forward, we would like to carry on with these best practices more aggressively. But times are not yet totally safe. You know, as we come to the end, CII has always represented the best of India and the best of what India has to offer in terms of its membership and the way it conducts itself. The Prime Minister has launched, to my mind, one of the most remarkably required programs for India, which is the Make in India. And I'll tell you why I think Make in India is important. It is important, as you alluded to, for the MSMEs. It's important for national security. It's important for national independence. You know, when he talks about Atman Nirbharta, that's very, very critical. It's self-reliance. How do you see India shaping up as a manufacturing nation of the future? And what dimensions do you believe the manufacturing sector needs to prioritize for global leadership? See, remember at one time we were known as the Jugado nation. We couldn't get anything right. Today, as you rightly said, in the two-wheeler business, China can't get a leg in, into India because of quality issues. So, where do you look at all of this as you look in the future? It's real, it is, it is a new India and largely a new world that we are witnessing. Of course, we have two Indias there also. Disruption, innovation, technology are the driving forces for businesses and economies. Well, if you if you take the example of, of Hero, our manufacturing facilities, our R&D facilities, well, if you visit our factories in Nimrana, in Halol, in Andhra Pradesh, we call them garden factories. And we say that we manufacture happiness there. Because what we are doing, we are creating an atmosphere for people who work in there, which makes them happy in what they're doing. Yeah. We are providing water back to the soil X times that we consume. We are cultivating vegetables on the roof of our factories. Of course, solar panels, you know, all the factories, green walls to emit oxygen for all the workers inside. So there are a lot of things that we are doing which are really very, very advanced and futuristic. If you've been to our R&D center in Jaipur, yeah, it is, I personally believe, has to be one of the top five global R&D centers, and not just yeah. in cycles, has to be automotive. So that's where India is going. People with the skills, ideas, mindset, 
and above all the courage to re- reimagine this this world and this india are helping take india where it has its rightful place the manufacturing sector of the country has to go to that next level this is truly our moment to attain global leadership and you rightly said the prime minister is really spearheading this with all his ideas with all the all the stuff that the government is doing around manufacturing today the indian manufacturing must internalize areas of quality technology and sustainability each firm must drive its competencies and capabilities in all these three areas after all it is only when each firm is performing to its optimal levels that the entire supply chain can be competitive and the nation yeah. talking about now and the future undoubtedly electrification is the way ahead for the industry i'm moving from from manufacturing into what our industry is going to be looking at going forward some companies are already at it and they are moving towards it some are moving towards it availability of optimal infrastructure ecosystem power availability government subsidies and disposal of ev waste all these factors are going to play a crucial role in meeting our objectives while we talk about electrification we as a group are invested into renewable clean sources of power including solar and wind and i believe that evs will be the vehicle of the future hmm country is moving towards that globally most countries have already set targets for themselves the design principles will be most crucial to this endeavor as we must strive for products that are both sustainable as well as aligned to the customers requirements customers demand in addition safety is a non negotiable and is of paramount importance given whatever has been happening across the country along with this the entire infrastructure for charging for batteries ancillary equipment and parts after sales and maintenance is of course always very important and this is going to shift dramatically from what we are doing today to what we will have to do tomorrow so we must build the capabilities in terms of the supply chain and the skill sets that will drive this mission given the size of our nation putting in place high quality infrastructure to support the electrification revolution is very very critical it is encouraging to see the support that is being extended by our government whether it's the center or the states to enable the transformation into the future i also believe that reskilling will be necessary to ensure that our operations are maintained without disruptions and customers are delighted by the experience provided to them when i say reskilling was today there are not enough competencies available in this area most of most of this stuff is new yeah so 
everyone is actually looking at the same set of or the same set of competencies so things going forward are very interesting very exciting and very energizing for me personally i'm so glad i'm so glad because i'm not only a great india lover i'm a great india believer just like people at cii people like you who lead industries are i'm also a great believer in the ability of the average indian to realize a dream that he or she sets out i think you made many important points one of them was the ability of indians to rise to any challenge which has been reflected in the journey you've taken you also very rightly talked about entrepreneurship at one time we were a nation of shopkeepers today our shopkeepers have brought us so much of pride and joy during covid times the way they rallied but we are also a nation of entrepreneurs we are seeing more and more unicorns i'm seeing a changing india where there's hope there's confidence there's a zeal to do i'm seeing a change in matrimonial columns where people are not looking for degrees but they're looking for a degree of excellence you talked about excellence i think what was remarkable in our conversation pavan was that you've established for a lot of people who are listening and hopefully who will see this the fact that sometimes you don't have to you know make dramatic changes in order to change the world but you've got to do it softly silently steadfastly and with resolute will these were big shoes for you to fill but you filled them admirably i'm sure brijmolology in heaven must be watching with great delight because in his mind also it was the india that was possible and not the india that was impossible he built and he called it hero because he generally believed that in indians there was a hero and there was a hero around india so thank you for being a uh, with me in this conversation thank you to cii for uh, having me part of this remarkable journey i've heard this story so often i've read about it so often but every time i'm delighted that pavan munjal is able to put a different thought perspective sometimes you don't have to change the narrative of history but you just have to stress on certain points which are contextual and relevant and today has been a very enlightening conversation thank you god bless you please stay safe and may india continue to blaze the trail of glory with resilience and resoluteness as it does namaskar jai hind thank you thank you sir thank you for listening to cii podcasts